0: Hello, Tailoring Talkers, and welcome to Tailoring Talk with your host, Roberto Revilla. I'm a bespoke tailor and owner of Roberto Revilla London Suit and Shirt Makers. It's the podcast where I'm either talking tailoring or tailoring the talk. You and I will meet self-starters and creators to learn about their journeys and lessons they've learned along the way. My guests always share their top tips to guide you on the path to success. Please support the show by subscribing and it helps so much if you take a few seconds to rate and review my show. Today's guest is a brand architect, co-host of the podcast, The Subtle Art of Not Yelling and owner of Brand Thrive, where brands go to find their identity. He is on a mission to help save wandering brands from wandering into the abyss by using the brand box framework of story, strategy, and design. Tailoring talkers, please join me in welcoming Miles Hansen to the Tailoring Talk Show. Miles, how are you?
1: Good, Roberto. Thanks for that intro. It's, it's always weird to hear about yourself like that. Um, <laughs> I'm doing really well. <laughs> Thanks Thank for having you. me. Uh,
0: that's actually a new introduction. So, after, uh, by the time this goes out, like 90 odd episodes, like the previous introduction, I just had it off by heart, like I walk my dogs down the street, and I was like, Welcome to the Tony talk show with your host for Rivera." And, like, and I can do it off by heart. And I've just changed right. it. For, so so this is a exclusive. Um, oh, cool. But as long as you think it flowed, okay, then I think we it might flowed. stick with it.
1: I, I think it was great. It wasn't too long. It hit all the important contextual pieces. I think it was great.
0: Yeah. I almost gave your name away at the start of the intro to you, but I, I managed to just hold back. Um, <laughs> but anyway, really excited to have you on. So you are a Texan uh, in California right now.
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, I definitely have my my uh, Texas pride or whatever, but also I feel very much like I'm not a Texan <laughs> because yeah. I'm from Austin and Austin is the least Texan Texas place. <laughs> so. Yes, I'm from Texas, Austin, Texas. And then I lived in Colorado up in the mountains for a while. Um, And then now I'm in California and I'm trying to find out if I'm a beach guy. How's that working out? I I see the appeal. (laughs) I understand (laughs) why so many people want to move here. The weather is incredible. It's definitely expensive, but there is a lot of, there's a lot of cool people and things to do. Yeah. I want to get out to the West Coast one
0: day um it's de- on my list of many many places that i w- i want to visit um yeah, but yeah in the, you it. know in the meantime our perception of california is derived from shows like 911 and right, right or, or tv <laughs> basically
1: yeah, like every every show and movie now that i moved <laughs> out here it's so weird because i didn't notice it before but every movie movie and show is set in california and now i can actually recognize certain aspects of that that i didn't before it's it's weird
0: yeah i I bet um i had a a conversation with vinnie potestivo recently who um uh who's a manhattanite and so we you know we were swapping stories about movie locations and so when you go to new york it's like there's so many iconic locations and so on that you recognize from you know so many movies um Mm -hmm. so marketing so this is the thing i wanted to ask you first of all because you talk about bro tactics and (laughs) like bro marketing and being having been a bro marketer or being a bro marketer you describe yourself as a bro marketer turned ethical so the first question is what the hell is bro marketing
1: (laughs) yeah bro marketing in some is the kind of uh now thankfully outdated cringy forceful very like hyper um I won't say hyper masculine because that's not necessarily true but it it typically is like the Grant Cardone style it's in your face it's super aggressive it's loud yeah. it's scarcity pain point focused it uh, kind of like you go through it we've all experienced this we go through a funnel or something and we feel this like overwhelming sense of like, I need this, I have mm-hmm. to have this. And then you purchase or you, you know, sign up for something. And then afterwards you feel completely deflated. Like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> Did I just get like tricked and manipulated yeah. into doing this thing? And then um, that's something that I like one of my first um areas of of practice in, in the professional world was around all these type of people, but I didn't know it at the time. At the time, I saw them as super successful online entrepreneurs that were making like millions doing copywriting and all this, and it was really cool yeah. to me. And then years later, I realized really what was kind of happening. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of bro marketing, and we've all experienced it. And luckily, it's it's more noticeable now to to most yeah. people.
0: I get it now because it's so weird that you brought that up because only yesterday i promise you so i was on instagram (laughs) as i am all the time (laughs) um god that is i mean that's a whole other conversation about that black hole of despair yeah um exactly but you know what pops up into my feed right grant cardone um talking about a free training Um, only a few places left sign up etc i'm going to show you how to i don't know specifically it was this so if he's ever listening to this don't sue me um but you know you know the thing right oh yeah it's like uh you know i'll show you how to go from zero to a multi-million dollar business blah 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 in my free training etc 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 and uh so i I was like i wasn't going to do it but I was like, I'm just kind of curious about this as a kind of marketing thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I clicked on the thing and, you know, it takes you through this funnel and then it's like, um, you know, the the course is free, but to get extra value, sign up for this for 69 bucks. So you kind of click Mm -hmm. through that and then it's like, then you can get like the super deluxe training coaching package, which is (laughs) another thousand bucks and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, by the time you go get to the checkout, you're in for... However much. Right. Um, so you're you broke. kind of feel yeah, <laughs> so you're kind of feeling like a guppy or something, some type of fish anyway, that's just right. got caught on a hook and then that's it. You're you're doomed, right? You're flailing around on the boat and your money's flying out of your wallet, left, right, and center. Then the yep. other thing that I did is I went underneath the post because he's got apparently like hundreds of thousands of followers, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I was just interested in the engagement and what the engagement was like on that. And the feed of comments was like a cesspit or like a sewer Mm -hmm. um, of people who now actually that's not fair because these, I think a lot of these were people who had obviously signed up to this kind of thing before Mm -hmm. and felt cheated. Right, right. So all the comments were like, you know, don't do it. It's, Mm. it's a waste of money. It's, you're not going to get what he's advertising. He's a snake oil salesman, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it was just full of that. Um, so yeah, so I guess, I don't know what the point of telling it. No, it was weird that you brought that up because I experienced a live example of that yesterday. So
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that he's still doing that and that that's still a thing. Um it's still kind of I guess like the wild west where people can kind of get away with really mediocre um bloated overpromised products and because they have huge followings and and have this big status and and there's a lot of like power and celebrity influence uh they get away with it. Yeah. Um i don't think it's gonna last that much longer and luckily you know people are able to kind of sniff that out better Um, but yeah it's this ascension model it's like i'm gonna start by giving you something for free um and people are so onto this there was a, a really big phase of like webinars where you were signing up for like this live webinar that wasn't actually live you know there's one in an hour there's one in two hours you sign up you show up it's like Twenty minutes of them, kind of just talking about like why you can trust me and why I'm different, <laughs> and you yeah. know, and you kind of like see this pattern. Everyone's doing the same thing. And then you get to the end, and you kind of you didn't necessarily learn anything, but you learned what your pain points are. Like you learned why you need this thing. And then there's this pitch, and it's like you know, four ninety-seven ninety seven or nine ninety seven, yeah. and there's limited spots, and I don't know. It's just I've signed up for so many of those things and I always feel empty afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can think of other things that I would rather have felt empty about after spending money on them, like, you know, Funko pop figures or something. I just say that because I'm looking at like four of them right now, um, <laughs> that they're, they're around right. you. You can't see them, but they're around your head. Uh, I on, can, yeah, no,
1: oh, they're, they're, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's Spider-Man and floor and whatever. Sorry, I'm a geek. Um, so, so yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. But I think also because we're living through, you know, we've just had the pandemic coming out of the pandemic, energy crisis, war in Ukraine, people Mm -hmm. feeling, um, less hopeful maybe about the future, depending on what, Mm -hmm. um, income level Mm -hmm. they're at. So the people, you know, like the top 1% or even 0.1%, they don't care. Like they're having a great time. Most of them are actually increasing their wealth or have increased their wealth, you know, two, three, four, five, tenfold over the course of the terrible stuff that we've been going through the last few years. And then there are people at the other end of the spectrum that are really, really struggling. And, you know, when people um, are struggling, desperation can creep in. And then you almost feel like all of these marketers are preying on that desperation and and just kind of wrenching the last few bucks out of these poor people's hands on a on a hope and a prayer and i even saw joe Ro- is it joe rogan is he like the pocket is it joe rogan or yeah, no who's the other guy no 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 not joe rogan um tony who's the uh, guy robbins gets- tony robbins yeah yeah he he's there was a video floating around of him with his wife sat on a sofa um and uh, and and they're basically telling you that they are going to be hosting this weekend, like a free seminar course online and show you how to blah, blah, blah. But it was pretty much exactly the same mm-hmm. format as Grant Cardone and all these other people as well. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, because I've never actually listened or read any of his stuff. Right. Some of my listeners right now will probably be, turning their noses up at their iPods. Or, does anyone use iPods anymore? iPhones, whatever, in disgust. But I haven't. I just, I'm busy, you know? And I like talking to real people like this young man here. Um, but yeah, I was like, but the but from what I know about him, uh, it was the kind of last thing I'd expect him to be doing. But it just seems that there's this huge rush into the marketplace of people you know going on this kind of whole kind of coaching sort of deal yeah um but anyway so let's let's forget about marketing for a second because that's it <laughs> i've fallen into that trap right so so yeah. i've got you here as a brand expert and i've fallen <laughs> into the trap of talking about marketing so it's important
1: um, important context for sure
0: it is but why do people get so confused with the two concepts and do you have a method of actually um Explaining the difference between them in a way that ensures yeah. that idiots like me don't ever get confused ever again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you, man. Um I still get confused and overwhelmed with uh all the because like we were talking about before, there's so many different words out there and different meanings, and people bring their own twists on things and kind of just becomes this um hodgepodge of words and messages and communications. And I think that the easiest way to differentiate marketing and branding in my experience is just, first of all, brand is the bigger picture. So zoom out and you see a big circle. That's the brand. And the brand is like the perception. Like someone has a opinion, a perception about that identity, that entity. Um, and the, the best relation, uh, the comparison is just a person, someone walks into the room, they have an identity, they're mm-hmm. wearing certain clothes, they have a certain voice, yeah. both sounding and like cadence and flow. Mm-hmm. They have certain opinions and values, you know, they're, they're super energetic or they're really laid back and chill. Like all these different things that make up a human, the psychographics, the emotions, the, all of it, that's a brand and then marketing is really just communication yeah that's it it's it's what you're doing
0: to get that brand out there into the conscious and the eyes and the ears of people
1: exactly yeah it's it's the actual interactions with the people that you're serving um it can get very convoluted very quickly there's just so many different terms out there but um that's how i've differentiated it and I see marketing inside of a brand it's a smaller circle right um and I focused on marketing for so many years when I realized that I both enjoyed and found more um va- value in focusing on the brand first if you do the marketing first well what are you saying are you just kind of like throwing stuff out there and building funnels because that's what you've been taught to do by all these crazy Pro marketers? <laughs> or do you actually have, you know, a, a story that got you to this point And you, this is why you exist as a business and you have a specific service that you want to bring to specific people and you have a brand message, then you can focus on the communication styles and platforms that you want to actually um, interact with people on.
0: Yeah. So I use our business as an example. So, you know, I'll look i'll throw my hands up i've been guilty over the years of you know sometimes um doing kind of outbound marketing stuff like whether it's calling or emailing or social media or whatever and you know sometimes it does feel like you're not really targeting anything it's like you're just chucking as much mud as you can out there and hoping something will stick um And you can waste a lot of time on that kind of thing and not realize that in actual fact, you know, for all the time I've spent on that, I took a few minutes to write a bio and a story on our website when you go to the About Us page. And so when people come to us of their own free will, because they find us online And they see all of our Google reviews and they like the stories that my clients tell. So then they go to the website and then they look at my story and then they book an appointment and they come and see me and then they become a client. And then eventually I'll say to them, hey, how did you find me and what made you want to work with with me? Because obviously people have a choice of thousands of clothiers out there that Mm -hmm. they could go and get their stuff from. And they they almost always all of them will say, you know what, it it was, it was your, it was your reviews. And then it was your story. When I read your story, it really resonated with me. And I just thought to myself, I want to work with this guy. The greatest example of that is last year we had our best year ever. And some of the new clients that we brought on were from your good country. So I had someone who flew all the way from Florida to see me. I had someone who flew all the way from Missouri to see me. Wow. The biggest one was I had someone fly all the way from L.A. to see me, to get measured up. And I said to him, (laughs) when he first called me, he's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm coming to London and I'm booking flights and I want to see you okay where are you from i'm from la <laughs> okay yeah whatever this is a wind up please don't call this number again he calls again or messages me again i'm i'm this is genuine i'm from la i want to come and see you I'm just like what like i mean seriously i mean come on like this this is this is getting kind of freaky now just stop it he tried again, 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 again. So in the end, I was like, okay, let me take this guy's phone. So I like pick up the phone. It's like, hi. And uh, he said, yeah, he said, look, you know, I've, I've had tailors out here. Um, I've never been that happy. My wife did a load of research online and she found you and, uh, she saw your story and she turned around to me and she said, this is your guy. We need someone that you can trust. And this is your guy. And so he flew, I don't know how far it is from London to LA, what, like six and a half thousand miles or something? He flew, <laughs> yeah, all the, he flew all the way out here to see me. Wow. And then he flew back. And then when everything was ready, he flew back again to have <laughs> a, his fitting. And then when it was all ready, I shipped it out. And But it was down to the story. Again, it's the same mm. thing. So I kind of realised with what you were explaining there that if we if we actually kind of stop for a second and rather than just trying to be busy doing all of this activity and throwing it out there, you know maybe there is something to actually kind of just slowing down, taking a breath, and actually working out what it is that's attracting people to you in the first place, Mm -hmm. and if it is something as simple as well, people love your story then maybe you should focus on honing that. And that's what you need to get out there. And and you don't need to shout so loud, which now I get is the reason why your podcast is called (laughs) the subtle art of not yelling. Am I right? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. You got there.
0: I like this. Okay.
1: Brilliant. It's kind of fun. It's not, uh, it's not super obvious, which at first was like, Oh no, it's too convoluted and too long of a, a, Podcast title, but actually um, when people get it, it really clicks, which is kind of fun yeah um, but yeah you you nailed it. so what you just said was like the epitome of branding. Someone's willing to you know they've tried all these things locally, they've, they've worked with people locally, and it's just not working and understanding why it's not working with them and understanding why they f- went so out of their way geographically. To work with you, that why is the brand. And as a marketer inside of that brand, you can just double down on that, tell that story. Better yet, have them tell that story. Cause you know, you don't want to talk about yourself too much. So if instead of saying, like, um, yeah, our clients fly from all over the around the world to to visit us, you know, that sounds a little e- egotistical. Yeah, um, brag, brag it, can, it can get a little yeah so having them tell that uh, in one way or another, right through just a quote even or a testimonial or a case study or um having them as as a part of your content or marketing plan that's that's it that's that's really as simple as it is you you figured out a way to build that trust to separate yourself in one way or another and, and maybe it's not necessarily that you know everyone wants to be so different and unique and innovative. We're obsessed with that as humans. Like we have to be the first, or we're the only ones that do it this way. And yeah, I think that's a, a the wrong path to go down. Um, you might as well just find out the subtleties of of who you are as a person. Don't reinvent the wheel necessarily. Uh just keep it really, really simple. And oftentimes you'll solve way um You'll solve problems a lot better for more people if you just keep it simple. Yeah. And you said a few things. You said trust. You know, he, she said that you can, you need someone you can trust. So understanding why and how they would trust you and, and doubling down on that, you know, when it comes to like the copy on your website and your marketing, your brand message, all that, you know, that's it. It's a, it's that's a perfect case study. I love that yeah thank you
0: i feel proud as well you know like a student that got all the answers right everybody else behind <laughs> me in the classroom is really pissed at me um so so we've got the first box because you have the brand box framework now you're really into your boxes because there's another oh, yeah. box that we need to talk about as well right but let's let's go with brand box framework because i mentioned it Perfect. in the intro so um uh so we've got the first because there's three parts to that so we've got the first one we've given a live example which is the story and then the other two parts are strategy and design
1: walk me through that perfect yeah i love boxes i'll tell you why later um so we just covered story my
0: cats love boxes
1: yeah (laughs) yeah are you are you you a cat person (laughs) you know i don't i don't like that question i I'm an animal person. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I don't like I... the. Uh, you know, I forget. if a cat walks in, I'll, I'll fall in love with it. If a dog walks in, I'll fall in love with it. Even if they don't fall in love with me, right? Like the cat's not gonna fall in love with me right away, which is kind of part of the appeal for some people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, so... look when you when you
0: make it over to the UK, you can come stay with us. We've got two cats, two dogs. By then, we'll probably have rescued oh. a few
1: more. So, you
0: there know, you go. Have fun
1: perfect i love it yeah <laughs> um yeah so strategy is kind of that next step and i've i've chosen to do it in that particular order as mm-hmm. much as possible because it's kind of like Simon Sinek like start with why you know the the core of the business that you want to try to figure out first and understand yeah. and kind of put onto paper is the story the the words the message the um the heartbeat really of the brand and then next, you kind of want to have a plan. Like, you don't want to wander too much. Um, some wandering is okay, but at the end of the day, you have to kind of figure out what path you're on. So having a North Star, the strategy is, you know, like, where are you going to fit into the marketplace? Yeah. If there, there is one, um, typically there is, there's plenty of competitors out there, you know, doing some research on them to see what they're doing how you can differentiate and stand out a little bit and the plan on how you're going to make that happen with your brand. Like, where do you want, who do you want your brand to become as that kind of person, that personality in a year, three years, five years so that you're um, you. And if you have a team, like everyone on your team is on the same page. Everyone knows where they're going. And you can, like, check back in and make sure you're not wandering. That's yeah. really all strategy is. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people don't take the time to think about that strategically.
0: Or even, you know, I think actually doing it that way around, Funny enough, it now that we've talked about it, it makes more sense. Um, because I think very often, and again, I use myself as an example, like, we've been really guilty of... Um, going for strategy first. So we need to do this, 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 we need to be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Mm. LinkedIn, blah, 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 we need to put something out in these magazines. And we need to be, you know, maybe doing some, you know, outreach via the phone and email and so on. And so you're like, Okay, so we're going to do all these things. What are we going to say? Right? And, and then the scattergun approach just continues and it snowballs until again right. you're just doing this mass activity, but you find yourself in this situation where eighty to ninety percent of what you're doing is only actually giving you ten percent of of your results. Exactly. Um, whereas when you when you get the story first and then start to build the strategy, suddenly you realise. So you know uh, uh, the. A brand story, or a company story, or the owners of a, a business, their story, um, m- the the messaging in that might lead to. So again, can I can I use myself as an example again? Please. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. So trust is something that is very very important, especially to um, you know successful entrepreneurs and high net worth individuals and so on, because they are a target for people taking advantage of them because people think, oh, they've got so much money that, you know, if they lose a few thousand here and there, no one's going to care. And I don't work that way. Um, To be honest, actually, most of my clients, I rarely know what they actually do because I don't care. I'm interested in (laughs) taking care of the individual. I'm not really bothered about how much money they earn and so on. And so, so when you, when you take that aspect of our story, um and what people love about doing business with us that means that our target market if you like that we want to be going for is people who that is important to not price it's trust quality you know reliability customer service and so on and then that guides our strategy because then they're not on every single platform people who are at that level of success aren't generally on places like Twitter and TikTok and so on. Right. They're generally, maybe they're on Instagram from a personal point of view because they'll share stuff from their personal lives. And usually it's quite a closed network, but they're mostly on LinkedIn, as an example. So that then, as part of a strategy, I guess for us, would then kind of narrow down and hone where we're sort of going. Is that right?
1: Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, target audience. And and all the other different words people want to use, you know. um, Niche. Niche is the the most popular one right now. Exactly. Um, Yeah, that that part of it is like probably one of the biggest, most important parts. People don't truly understand their people. Um, And if you don't understand your people, then you're not going to understand what resonates with them and how they communicate. And you're not going to be able to make that connection. So throughout the story aspect of this and the strategy aspect of this, there's a big people component where you're you're really examining like the makeup of who your people are and how to communicate with them. So absolutely, like LinkedIn, using LinkedIn to communicate with your people is a part of your strategy that's really important to get down because uh, especially nowadays, I feel like everyone's just seeing success from other people on TikTok and youtube and all the other platforms and then the platform that's going to be here next week that no one knows about you know like it's just always it's ever changing and you can't be on all of them i mean not effectively anyway so figuring out what's going to be the kind of biggest bang for your buck that 80 20 um to find your people and communicate with them so yeah. yeah okay
0: so that's so that's part two and then the last yep. bit is d-
1: is design design yeah it's my favorite part okay go um yeah so well context i i was doing um the first thing i ever did kind of entrepreneurially entrepreneurially was building websites
0: yeah that makes <laughs> sense to me
1: yeah um so that's like one of my favorite things to do because you get to see this thing come to life and, um, throughout all that. And then, you know, I went through my marketing phase. I realized that I did design throughout every part of it in one way or another. And then I realized it's the part that I love the most and I'm yeah. the best at because it just the way my, I figured out finally, and with a little bit of help from other people, cause you can't always see, you know, the force of the trees that, uh, I have that visual eye um where i can kind of see a whole brand like i can have a conversation with someone you know a client we do an onboarding call and we just kind of build out this this visual and i can kind of see a couple directions where their brand can go just based off of that so i kind of leverage that and we design everything that we just went through together the story the strategy we put visuals to that and so that's everything that you're imagining no need to over-engineer it's just colors fonts um, icons other digital assets textures brand identity that's that's really all it is and um it's so fun because uh it's very creative it's challenging in a in a, in a nice healthy way you get to work with the client and, and like watch them watch their brand kind of come to life so it's really fun wow I'm- Getting
0: goosebumps now. This is all (laughs) really starting to make you're really good at this.
1: (laughs) I'm sure it's similar to you tailoring, you know, watching them, you know, see the clothes fit right and creating new wardrobe. I mean, I'm imagining it's it's actually there's a lot of analogies between branding and and what you do.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of crossover because you get two types of tailor. Really, you get the ones that I call them burger flippers right? They could mm. be, they're doing tailoring. They could be just as easily be working in McDonald's or Burger King, just taking orders for burgers, right? There's, there's actually no tailoring involved um, because, you know, the client walks in and it's like, you know, how can I help you? Or what are we doing today? I need a couple suits. Okay, fine. And what, what colors do you want? And so they're asking right. all the questions, right? And right. so you should have this stuff worked out, you know, or if you're <laughs> going to be asking questions, the questions that you ask are, you know, what events do you have coming up? What type of travel do you do? Nice. Who do you hang out with? How do you want the world to perceive you? Is there a role change that means you need to elevate that way or change the way that you dress? Um, what type of situations do you end up in? What type of situations do your actual clothes end up in? Mm-hmm. And then you can start to define a solution for them that is going to help them to. Achieve all of those things. And for most people nowadays, it's about trying to work out what their personal brand identity is in today's world. Um, and how, you know, that first impression when they step on stage or they walk into a boardroom or they walk into a meeting situation, when people look at them the first time, that first impression, the way they look, needs to convey that with, before they even open their mouths. And now exactly. I realize that we're kind of talking about the same thing,
1: aren't we? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. crazy similar. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's exactly. That's so cool. Um, and yeah, ask something that clicked for me. There was like asking the right questions. So you said like the burger flipper. They're gonna ask, "What do you want on? You know, wh- what colors do you want?" And and then you, the right kind of questions are gonna be like the outcome questions yeah. like where are you going what what are you going to be doing how do you yeah. want to that's um i love that cuz that's you know i i i have i've had to really work on like the questions i ask my clients to get the right answers cuz i could do mm-hmm. a bunch of work and the the client thinks that they know what they want and most of the time they don't because they're yeah. a you know a uh, sobriety coach and they have an idea of of things that look cool, but they might not actually understand the brand. You know the the anatomy of of a brand and how that works. So it's up to me to ask the right questions. To yes, you you nailed it. Per- portray that all that internal work that we just did, and who you are as a person or business, mm-hmm. um, can't actually be communicated visually. And the brain works visually. I think it's uh, the brain can process uh, visuals 60,000 times, 40 or 60,000 times faster than text, mm-hmm. which is insane. And that's why like TikTok and YouTube are are just blowing up because people don't want to read. It's, it takes too much brain power. Um, <clears throat> the best so, example I can give you of
0: that from personal experience is when I was about, like, so I was a voracious reader when I was a child like I was reading when everybody else was reading like spot the dog and the hungry caterpillar. I don't know if you, you guys have any of that stuff out there or yeah. Topsy and Tim or whatever. I was reading like the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. I was reading like CS Lewis and uh what, not William Defoe, Daniel Defoe, Robinson Crusoe books like that when I was like six or seven years old. Amazing. But then my teacher was like, then I read the Hobbit and, uh, <laughs> and that was a, that was a drag. And then my, my teacher was like, Hey, and she presented me with the Lord of the Rings. Now, I'm I'm about eight years, eight, nine years old at the time. So she presents me with Lord of the Rings. And she says, you know, I think you'd really love this. It's quite a heavy read. Um, and it will take you a little while, but I think you'll really love this. And I took one look at it. I kind of thumbed through the pages and I was like, no, nah, miss, I'm sure they're going to turn this into a movie one day. I'll just wait till that <laughs> happens.
1: <laughs> That's insane. And you were eight. I was about eight, nine years old. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild that you were reading that. I mean, geez, I wasn't even close to that. And then the fact that you called it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, to be fair, the movies were kind of bum-numbingly long as well, but you right, know, they right. were awesome, they were pretty awesome. <laughs> but um, but it it illustrates the point in a weird, very roundabout way of what you say that, yeah, short form visual content is what every, I mean, most of the world is after it's the content that is most consumed now over, over and above print media. Um, and, uh, you know, long form, I mean, you know, you look at, um, You know, the reason why subscription services like, uh, and all of the studios are now spinning out their own subscription services. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we started off with like Netflix and Amazon Prime, and now we've got Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus and Lionsgate now have got their own thing and Hulu and, you know, Star Play and all of this (laughs) other stuff. It's crazy. But the reason, but, but then people are lapping that stuff up because, my wife and i are the same you know in the evenings we're tired and she's like shall we watch a movie and i'm like "Uh, i don't have the attention span for like an hour and 45 minutes two hours let's just watch another episode of the white lotus or whatever and then you know off you go so it's 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 that kind of um desire and voracious appetite for short form visual content um i think has probably been at its highest now than it's Ever been in yeah. modern
1: human history, right? For sure, and um it's important to note because you know I don't really like the, that fact. I like long form, and I don't think that as a society we should we should keep going down this path of shorter and shorter and faster and quicker. um <clears throat> You know, I I love podcasts for that reason. I'll I'll sit with a Lex Friedman podcast for four hours, no problem. I just yeah. and I think that that says a lot about. A lot. Um, his brand really, like his <laughs> brand is is very unique. Um, and it, it all comes back to trust and and uh value. Anyway, um something that is interesting there is you know, the visuals are the first kind of I mean look at human nature, like yeah, we're visual creatures, so we see something, you know, maybe you see someone that you find attractive. You've Physically, visually see them first as attractive. That's kind of what to me, um, this kind of quick hit like TikTok video style is. It's that visual first impression, um, where you're hopefully communicating something, but you have that visual component of your brand, and then you get to know them. So, like you ask them out on the date or something, and you get to actually see what's in their brain and their message and the the personality that comes out of them out of that Mm. brand so yes visual is so important um especially for like the i like to call it like brand velcro so you know sticking you know if you're interacting on uh if you're scrolling through instagram for example like you said earlier and You keep seeing like throughout the weeks this same very specific brand image. Like that begins to stick, especially when there's a a message attached to it that's easy to remember and consume. And maybe it's got like some quirkiness to it or something that sticks in your brain. Then every time you see you see it, you're gonna be more familiar with it. And then we start to get into like, you know, the neuroscience of it, which, which I love because I'm kind of a brain nerd. I love the brain and looking at the anatomy of how things work and, um, yeah, you start to kind of file away that message and, and service or whatever it is as a business in your brain, it sticks to your brain, Yeah. how you're familiar. Now you can start to actually build a relationship. You can start to build trust. Maybe you take that next step of interacting on a deeper level and it kind of goes from there. But so many people don't have that first phase figured out. Yeah. But then there's something I think you
0: mentioned it in the pre-talk that we had. Um, you talked about the label on the jar, and seeing the label from the inside. And as right. you were talking there, I was just thinking that. So you use the the example of you see someone that you're immediately attracted to visually, and then you ask them out on a date, and then if they say yes, yeah. uh, you go on that date, and then you start to find out about them. So you've seen the label and that what you see of that person you then because we can't help it we then in our own mind build up a a kind of perception of what we think they're like what they sound Mm, like what they you know what kind of things they're into personality wise what they're like but then we go on that date, and over the course of that evening if we suddenly find that what we saw doesn't match with what you know is coming out of their mouth on the label <laughs> on the label uh, you know it's like you pick up a so so one thing that i do all the time when we go to the grocery store because because you know we generally only have strawberry jam in this house that's what my wife loves um but the 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 packaging for strawberry jam and labeling for strawberry jam is so similar to raspberry jam so it's frequent throughout a year where I'll have been sent out for strawberry jam. But raspberry jam actually is what ends up in the fridge. And then my wife will pick it up. And because it looks like strawberry jam, she'll open it and she'll spread it. Wow. And then she'll take a bite and then she'll spit it out. And she'll be like, what the F did you go and buy raspberry again for? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It just like raspberry, strawberry, it just looks exactly the same. But she but the content's aren't."
1: that was was that a bad analogy That's, i know it's, no no it's just, so that was really what crap, i am realizing right? is this is like an analogy fest and i love it oh, yeah. because analogies are the best way to quickly understand something because we already know this thing over here so we can just use an analogy to say it's just like this thing um it, that just kind of goes back to like story and and copywriting and that whole world it's just interesting that we're both doing that very naturally
0: yeah Well, you know, another example is uh, so I get attacked all the time by people like, hey, Roberto, I've just seen your Instagram and you've done really well to get to where you are, but we can help you like grow your followers and grow your Mm -hmm. engagement and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, most of them go to junk mail, but, you know, on the odd occasion, I see one and they're branding, you know, the visually it all looks really nice and you can't help but then say, okay, I'm going to kind of, you know, sort of check out what they've got to say. But what I do is I then go to their social media and I see what their following engagement and so on is like. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, so what you've told me and what you say you're really good at doing, and I'm looking at what you're actually you know doing for yourselves, and it's absolute rubbish. Like, oh my god, like why the hell would I hire you when you can't even help yourselves? So there's an inconsistency there. You're telling me the story it's... story, but I'm not getting the message from what I'm seeing behind the curtain behind the label inside the jar
1: i love this that's exactly right it's like you see it's like you buy a a a bottle that says sugar-free and electrolytes and all this stuff and then you drink it and it's got tons of sugar in it you spit it out yeah it's a great example so that's that trust piece honest honesty the the authenticity i mean that's like you have to have that that's a staple exactly you've got to make sure that everything's co-
0: consistent and now i get why you guys are so into your boxes because you know it that's it that's <laughs> right, your framework right, right there right. yeah it's nice and simple yeah. wow look where we've gone in like 40 minutes or so from the <laughs> beginning when i was a complete dumbass and now you've taken me here you're really really good at this so what's the other box then so that's brand box <clears throat> Right. What's the other one?
1: Yeah, the other box is um. Well, the the tagline I'll just start there is where projects get finished. Okay. So the way we get projects finished, so you would join the box and and you would have a project you need to finish, is by putting a box around it. So it's mostly creatives. Um, there's copywriters, free freelancers, you know, service-based business. A lot of and, and the musicians and artists, very creative people. Where you know, if you if you know anything about yin yang, ma- masculine, feminine, creative energy is very feminine and it's really yeah. powerful. But it it without the structure, it goes crazy. It go, runs wild, and sometimes you'll never actually finish anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you make a bunch of cool stuff that just never ends, and you'll never put it out into the world, and you'll never ship your work. So Bill and I were um talking on an episode a lot, you know, six months ago, seven months ago. And we came up with that idea of man, you really need to put a box around your work, around your creative yeah. energy. Otherwise, you'll never actually like get anywhere. And him and I both needed that at the time. Um, so because we we're like, I think a lot of people can relate. The people I've talked to can relate, and that's why people join the boxes really good at starting things yeah coming up with ideas having these creative cool ideas and then you know they just get kind of lost in the mix we have too many things on our plate we never actually finish anything so yeah the box was built to put a container around that energy and bring it to the finish line and then pick another project put it in the box and continue finishing things and it's a really good feeling when you start to finish stuff and seeing results and putting it out into the world
0: yeah, so the the box is something you and Bill have come up with to help creators to
1: yeah to finish what they start. That's it. Yeah. it it's it's actually so trivial and simple, but I mean, I think the best things. Yeah, but I mean, it's hugely powerful. Heart. I
0: mean, come on, you know the amount of times <laughs> clients have asked me, you know, you was you were talking about um, uh, that you were going to be doing sneakers at some point. You know, how's that going? Are, are they available now? And I'm like. Well, you know, I started and then we had some initial designs, and then I was meant to go and do this and this and needed to do that. But then I got distracted with something else and blah, blah, blah. And here we are 18 months later, and that project is still hanging in midair, along with another five or six that I've got on the go. So I'm probably a really good candidate
1: for the box. I've just realized. (laughs) Yeah, that is, we call that the, the runway, where you know, you have a bunch of stalled planes on the runway, so you can't actually take off. Yes. (laughs) And so you need to first clear the runway. So it's so fun because, you know, we have this wall of finished where I like, I wanted to have these things living as you finish them. So when you finish a project, maybe it takes a week, maybe it takes a month. um, It actually ends up on the wall of finished forever. (laughs) So you get to see that. And, um, And so, yeah, you come in, you figure out like what's on your runway, what are all these projects that have been lingering and kind of just sucking your energy, or maybe you have like shame because you haven't actually touched that one project in in months, but you said you would. So you clear the runway and then you pick your first project and you create the box. So what does it actually look like to finish? What constraints do you need to create for yourself? Are you going to work on it? Only during our co-working sessions, you know, we have two hour and a half co-working sessions a week where you literally say what you're gonna work on and do that, and it flies by because everyone just gets into a flow state. and um so you you create that box and then, you know, what are you going to reward yourself with when you finish? Kind of that you know feedback yeah. loop. Um, and yeah, people are finishing stuff, and I'm finishing so like it's for Bill and I first and foremost we we made it for ourselves. And we obviously want more people to join. So um, it's been really fun in the box. Obviously, the box theme has branched outside of, of that. And I just love how simple it is. Like anyone can wrap their mind around a box because it's just this box yeah. and it has it has limits. So brand box is really just what you need. It's not anything else. It's not this ongoing project. It is just what you need to create a, a thriving brand that's not wandering and that's it
0: yeah i love that it's kind of like i'm conscious of time for you that's almost like a perfect place to, to kind of finish um if cool. people want to um want to reach out to you where's the best place to find you because obviously you know you have uh obviously your your company website is brandthrive.co um i'm also going to make sure i've got the link to the podcast in in the show notes as well but where where else can people
1: reach out to you so brand thrive is the best place because it has all the different avenues um the podcast is on there uh everything so but other than that right now my sadly my my platform of choice is instagram but i am viciously uh reworking that with some people to figure out what the best place to be is because, Mm. um, I think Instagram's kind of dying personally and it's not, it's not super, I don't really like the way the the direction it's heading, but that is the place right now where you can connect most with me.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I'll make sure I do that as well. (laughs) And then you can laugh at my inconsistent brand feed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: um miles have you had fun yeah this has been great man i really appreciate uh you doing this podcast i love when people start podcasts you know a lot of people have podcasts nowadays but you can tell the people that are doing it for real and you're definitely one of those so i'm I'm happy to have come on here with you it's been great
0: thank you so much I get some I don't know if you get this as well. You and Bill get this, but I'll get some, like some of my friends or family or my even some of my clients that maybe don't listen to it. But you know, it's like um I know I can't see you on Friday afternoon because I've got podcast recordings. Oh, you're still doing that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it's like awesome. <laughs> Miles Miles still plays with that teddy bear? You still doing that podcast? <laughs> I thought what you thought it was just a phase. Yeah, I'm still doing a podcast. We're like we're approaching a hundred episodes now. Oh wow, good for you! I almost want to say Ugh. that in Jennifer Coolidge's voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still doing that podcast. <laughs> um,
1: sorry. That's, no, that's such a good point. <laughs> um, and that's really good feedback. I feel like because it kind of stokes your fire, uh, and and. The podcast world, or just creating anything consistently, and there's a lot that goes into a podcast, is such a uh, testament to your consistency and your belief in yourself and and what you're doing. Um, and it's going to be challenged throughout the way. So, yeah. yeah, Good for you. I'm, I'm happy you're still doing it. <laughs> no, thank you.
0: But, you know, why would I stop doing it when I get to meet amazing people like you?
1: A hundred percent.
0: That is, you nailed it. Exactly Uh, And I am going to be religiously Listening to you and Bill And I recommend you lot do the same So thank you all Thank you again Miles And thank you all so much for joining Miles and I today If you know someone who could benefit From the things that we discussed Hit the share button to send this podcast On to them you can find us on Instagram at Tailoring Talk Podcast for regular updates on new episodes. And you know I love feedback, so email me at tailoringtalkpodcast at gmail.com and also check us out on YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Roberto Ravilla. Have a great week, be good to each other, and I'll see you, Tailoring Talkers, on the next one.